everyone, and welcome back to another episode of SEO On Demand. My name is Haley. And my name is Tabitha, and we are SEO relationship coordinators and strategists for Page One Power. Today, we're going to be discussing how to find your perfect match for SEO guest posting. We sure are. Guest posting requires a reliable relationship between you and the website that you're collaborating with. So not like my college boyfriend? (laughs) Not even a little bit. Site finding can be a lot like swiping through a dating app. There might be plenty of fish in the sea, but they won't all be the one. Totally. The internet is full of opportunities and it can be overwhelming to find out which ones are right for you. And some of them will make you feel good and loved. Others are going to make you feel like you're left on red. (laughs) Totally. So Tabitha, for our newer listeners who might not be as familiar with SEO strategies, could you give us a base understanding of what guest posting is and why it matters? Yeah, I would love to. So Guest posting at its core is exactly what it sounds like. It's when a guest author posts an article on a blog that they don't own. Usually the purpose of guest posts is to build backlinks to your site or to a client site. And those backlinks help to build credibility and increase traffic to your website. So you can think of a guest post as a letter of recommendation to your website, or even more than that, you can think of it as a wingman. Absolutely. When a guest post is bad, you're risking harm to your reputation. A bad guest post might be poorly written or overly promotional. So if you think about a wingman and maybe you're out on a night at the town and you see a cutie that you want to hit up, your wingman shouldn't go over there and just grab him by the collar and say, hey, talk to my friend over there, right? That would be a little bit too promotional, if you will. Ooh, apparently I need to rethink my wingman strategy. (laughs) That you do. (laughs) But on the other side of the coin, a really good guest post is one of the most powerful tools you can have in your arsenal as an SEO. So a good guest post is informational, but not promotional. It teaches them something, but it's not a hard sell. And it's relevant to both your intended audience and the intended audience of the blog that you're posting on. So as a guest post as a good wingman kind of goes up to the cutie, asks what she's interested in, kind of feels out what she's looking for, and then points her your way in a gentle but effective manner. Totally. So now that we know what a guest post is, it's really important to know what you're looking for when you're looking for a site relationship. There are so many websites out there, literally billions and billions. So how do you know exactly what you're trying to find when you're swiping through site after site? Yeah. So the first thing that you have to do is decide what you are looking for. Are you looking for a long-term relationship or are you just looking to go on a couple coffee dates with this site editor? You know, there's benefits to both, but you have to be upfront about what you're looking for before you start. So Haley, tell me, what do you usually look for when you're finding sites to publish on? So usually I'm looking for sites within a relevant niche to my client that I'm building links on behalf of. So for an example, if I was building links for a women's focused fitness studio, maybe I would be looking for sites that have things in common with those women. So maybe like a nutrition blog or even a parenting blog, if it's done right. This matters because Google assesses all links in every article based on contextual relevance. So you want it to make a happy home for your links. 
I also check and make sure that the site is open to receiving guest posts. I mean, Mm -hmm. I would never go catching feelings for someone who doesn't want a relationship. And the easiest way to do that is just to look and see if the site does have a right for us page, kind of like a Tinder bio. And if they don't have a right for us page, another little trick that I like to do is go onto the site's blog and scroll through and see if there are other guest authors that are being published. If other guest authors are being published, then I might have a chance as well. What about you, Tabitha? What are you looking for in a site? Yeah, so I do the same thing with uh, the relevant niche and looking for guest authors or a write for us page. And once I see those, what I look for are good metrics. So the two most important to me are a solid domain authority, DA, and good traffic. A DA is important because it shows you how much a site can be trusted uh, based on Google's ranking. And while metrics are really vital, they're not the end all be all because a site can have good metrics and still not be something that you want to publish on. And that's why we do what we call in our department kind of a gut check. Um, So, you know, have you ever been swiping through Tinder, Haley, and you saw a profile that wasn't like overtly awful, but something was just a little bit off? (laughs) More times I'd like to admit. And you don't swipe right on them, right? You trust that gut feeling. And it'll see. Yeah, that gut feeling, it can save you from a bad first date and it can save you from a bad site relationship. So if it looks off and it feels off, move on. When you're looking for sites to guest post on and build your backlinks, SEOs face a pretty unique dilemma. So in the early days of SEO, you used to be able to spam backlinks basically wherever you wanted. This was before Google started emphasizing contextual relevance. So you could just post on whatever site in whatever way you wanted to. It was low quality, low relevancy, but it still worked. It was kind of like a guy on Tinder who swipes right on everybody he sees and only messages, hey, except it actually worked for a while. But because of this, Google updated their algorithm to pick up on contextual relevancy and organic linking. Yeah, they did. However, some blog editors still have a really bad taste in their mouth from low effort link builders of the past. So you could find a site that meets your needs, but the editor is still not going to take your post because they don't want to work with link builders. It's like having an ex who had a mustache and then never dating somebody with a mustache ever again. Hey, I stand by my decision. You should, you should, you should. (laughs) But when it comes to link building, we face a really unique dilemma where we have to find sites that are relevant and high authority and accept guest posts and we'll publish the links in there. It's like a four-way Venn diagram. So if you're trying to hit the very, very center of that four-way Venn diagram, it can take a lot of research and a lot of rejection to find the one. Mm -hmm. And what some people do when they're guest posting is lower their standards. But if we learned anything from dating in college, it's that lowering your standards is a bad idea. I'll never get that MacBook back and I'm still on therapy. Me too. Me too. (laughs) So all that is to say good sites are really worth the work. So Haley, what do you do practically to find these websites? I mean, there's so many sites on the internet. How do you go about searching? Yeah. So all of that swiping from site to site can be really time consuming, but a simple way to go about it is to just search some keywords that are similar to the kind of content that you want to create or just relevant to your client's niche. So maybe back to my women's fitness studio example, maybe I'm searching something like 
the benefits of low impact exercises for women. And I'm just going to be scrolling through the search engine results pages or the SERPs to see (laughs) what kind of other sites are talking about things that I want to talk about too. And if I see that those sites have a lot of promise, they're accepting guest posting and publishing their links. That is a total win. How about you, Tabitha? How are you finding sites these days? Yeah. So keyword search is a really great way to find them because that way, you know, you have shared interests. Like you'd never go on a date with somebody that you have nothing in common with. Right. Exactly. Unless they're paying for dinner. Mm, Good point there. (laughs) But another way that I like to find sites that kind of reduces our, the legwork that we have to do is by looking at those guest authors we mentioned earlier. So if you look at a site and you find a guest author, who's clearly you know, building backlinks on this site as well. I like to see what other sites they're writing for because the odds are those sites are going to accept our guest posts too. So when I find an author that I want to kind of stalk online, I'll search their name, I'll search their author bio, I'll reverse image search their headshot to see where else they have been published. This saves so much time. And you can assume that a lot of these authors have found sites that are within that four-way Venn diagram, and they've done a lot of the work for you. I love that method. It seriously saves so much time. But being the SEO professional that I am, I really also like to use tools like SEMrush and Majestic. They both Mm -hmm. have backlinking features that allow you to input a link that maybe you suspect was put there on behalf of a link building campaign. And they're going to spit out a list of all of the other sites that are also linking to it. So if you see where a competitor of yours is gaining links, you can probably get some there too. Absolutely. And when you use tools like SEMrush and Majestic, you get a really big list of websites to comb through. Wow. This is all great information. Let's take a quick break to let the listeners know more about who we are. Page One Power is an SEO agency specializing in sustainable link building and strategic content creation. With 11 years of experience, we build over 15,000 links each year for our clients. Since 2010, we have offered services including custom link building, white label link building, technical SEO auditing and content marketing. Visit us at pageonepower.com for more information. Now back to the episode. So. Haley, how do you decide what's worth reaching out to and what's a deal breaker? Yeah. So every healthy relationship is going to need to have boundaries. I mean, you would never date a jerk, no matter how handsome they are. So I like to work with sites that have responsive and enthusiastic editors that I feel like I can build a mutually beneficial um, relationship with. So one time, an example of when an editor and I were not on the same page Mm -hmm. was when I found this really amazing, high quality, relevant site, the editor responded. They were so excited to work with me. And I guess I was just so excited to work with them that I didn't realize they didn't allow links in their guest posts. So I guess you could say I was looking at it through rose colored glasses. We were looking for different things. They wanted content. We wanted backlinks. And now I try and avoid this by going through a few of the articles on the site to make sure that links are all fair game. Have you ever had an instance with an editor that was a bit of a deal breaker for you, Tabitha? Oh, absolutely. And I can't tell you how many editors have just ghosted or just aren't interested or I'll look at a site and it's in a really good niche and I'm excited about the content I could have on it. But then I see that the metrics are bad. If the DA isn't great or if the traffic isn't great, 
then I'm probably not going to outreach them because what's the point of putting together a guest post if only 10 to 15 people are going to see it? And another metric that is a really quick deal breaker for me is the citation flow and the trust flow. So CF and TF are a metric that you can check through Majestic. And what it tells you is how often a site is linking to other websites and how often sites are linking back to that one as well. And if the TF and CF are really far apart, that's a red flag because it tells you that that site is building spammy backlinks without thinking about the context, contextual relevancy and without thinking about quality. So I don't want to be on something that's just going to accept anything no matter what. In addition, if the site doesn't look professional or going back to that gut check, if it has some stuff that's kind of unsavory, I'm going to walk away. And some sites are a little bit more sneaky about their not safe for work content, but the best way to sniff it out is to check the SEM rush top keywords to find it. It's kind of like running a background check before going on a date with someone. Definitely. <laughs> so if a site has content that you wouldn't want to show to your grandmother, you don't really want to have it next to the content you're producing as well. So it can take a lot of due diligence to really scope out a site before you make it official. There was another time where I was in contact with a really enthusiastic editor. I wrote them an article only to get hit with an invoice a few days later. And oh, while Google can't tell whether or not we paid for our article to be published there, you don't want to pursue a relationship with an editor who's only doing it for the money. Absolutely. It's like paying somebody to come home with you for Thanksgiving and pretend to be your boyfriend. Like, yeah, grandma's going to get off your back. She's going to stop asking when you're going to settle down, but you're still going home alone because he's not in it for you. He's in it for the money. And you really want to have that mutual success and that enthusiastic response from an editor. Okay, Tabitha. So I found my site. It's beautiful. It's not breaking any of my boundaries that I have in place, but I'm not getting any matches. Why do you think people aren't responding to me? Hmm. It could be that you're too pretty. Uh, it could, <laughs> it could. And also rejection's the name of the game when you're guest posting, you know, you're not, everybody you reach out to isn't going to be interested in you. But if time after time you're getting a rejection, it's probably a you problem. And when I'm getting a lot of rejections and not getting a lot of matches while I'm site finding and swiping, I look back at my outreach. You know, we talked about the guy earlier who messaged everybody, hey, and expected it to work. But you can't apply that same mindset to your outreach. Your outreach really has to be personal and it has to be crafted for the site that you're talking to. So, Haley, what do you do to make an outreach more personal and more likely to get a response? The best thing you can do is really spend a lot of time on a site get to know them. What kind of content are they talking about? What kind of pitch would they be really excited to hear? You can also warm them up a little bit. Say what you like about their site. Maybe there was a really interesting article on the first page that you couldn't take your eyes off of and you've been talking to your friends about it all week. Definitely bring that up. Let the editor know that you really like the work that they're doing. You can also include links to past guest posts that you're especially proud of, kind of like a content aphrodisiac, if you will, to warm them up to you and your style. 
Ooh, I love that idea. Really gets them in the mood. Yeah. Something else I like to do is put together a strong portfolio of some of our best past works as a content dating profile. This way, the editor that you're reaching out to can look through your past works and have a better idea of what they're getting into with this relationship. Taking the time to craft a good outreach saves the editor so much time and helps them do less work. Everybody likes a nice speedy, short and sweet email, right? Totally. (laughs) But yeah, and try and humanize your outreach. When you're sending a lot of outreaches, it's easy to make it sound like it's from a template, but an editor is going to see through that. So link to your Twitter or crack a joke. I like to include my pronouns in the email signature. You want to do something to show that you are a real person looking for a relationship, not just publication. You know, outreach is a conversation. It's not a sale. Before we forget, sign up for a free 30-minute SEO consultation from our expert consultants by clicking the link in the description. They can answer questions like, what keywords should you target? Do you need linkable content? And how do you compare to the competition? Contact us for more information or visit us at page1power.com. Let's get back to the episode. Okay, that's amazing advice, Tabitha. I really love that. Thank you. So now I have my site. They're excited to work with me. They loved my pitch and I've successfully gotten an article published on their site. How do we determine, how do we determine when it's time to take the site relationship to the next level? Yeah. Determining whether or not a website is long-term relationship material can be a little tricky and you can be tempted to jump into it after one article has been published, but nothing is more awkward than having the what are we conversation with someone who only wants a situationship. So before I have the determine the relationship DTR conversation, I try to publish two or three times to really make sure that I have a good idea of what working with this editor will be like. And some sites are really easy going. They'll publish things as long as you submit them and as long as you're providing them relevant content for their audience. And you can just keep going and having fun, but they're going to expect you to hold up your end of the bargain. Don't just send them content to send them content and always keep their audience in mind before submitting an article. Just like I maintain high standards for my site relationships, I expect editors to do the same. So I hold up my end of the bargain. An easygoing editor is a bit of a unicorn in this world, and you want to do what you can to preserve that relationship. Likewise, some sites need a little bit more care and a little bit more tact when you're doing the DTR. So Haley, what do you do if you have an editor who's a little bit wary, not entirely sold on the guest posting, but you know you want that relationship? Yeah. So the first thing I'm going to do is just lay my cards on the table and have a real vulnerable discussion about where this relationship is going. I'll usually tell them that I'm interested in building a solid publishing relationship and lay out my expectations. Maybe I'll give them an idea of how many guest posts I'd like to publish a month or ask if they have any specific topics they want me to explore. I'll give them my average turnaround time so we can really make sure that we're all on the same page. And editors who are either picky or wary of link builders, and hey, I get it, they really appreciate it when you're open about your wants, expectations, and boundaries. It shows that you're in it to build that mutually beneficial relationship, providing them with good content they're excited to publish and providing us with good backlinks that our clients are excited to see. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're... 
And when you take the time to be open and vulnerable like that with a site editor, it builds trust and trust is essential in SEO. At the end of the day, SEO is about knowing humans and it's about understanding human behavior. And these editors know that and they're smart. Don't try and trick them because they're gonna see through you. Being open and honest will lead you to a really strong relationship. Just like our friendship. Aw. <laughs> in conclusion, all of that swiping is going to be worth it in the end. Don't lower your standards and make sure that you're finding a really relevant site that is high quality, accepts guest posts, and will publish those backlinks that you're working so hard to earn. Absolutely. And don't find a site that's like your college ex because he won't change and it won't get better. You can't fix him. You can't <laughs> fix him. <laughs> all, all right, right guys. Let us know if there are any other strategies for finding your perfect match for guest posting relationships. We cannot wait to hear your ideas. This was SEO On Demand. I'm Tabitha. And I'm Haley. Goodbye. If you like this episode and want more content like it, like, follow, and share for more. We'll see you in the next episode.